Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome into the Extra Point Show. That Friday music getting you pumped up as always even though it's not a normal friday because it is the bye week it is still a buffalo bills football friday and neither of us are sal capaccio or sneaky joe dibiase i'm josh schmidt zach jones along with me zach it's december it is what happened december what happened to 2023 it is december 1st that year went by fast it went from march to december in like five minutes man no snow on the ground december 1st yeah that's kind of sad it's a win for the spring crowd right there everybody we did it everyone good job man first first i have uh, we're actually gonna get into this right now christmas story yes no the movie yes i like it where do you rank it it's not my favorite christmas movie of all time okay uh, the animated Grinch is up there. The animated, like the original. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. I, good. Look, like the Jim Carrey one's good. I like it in all seriousness. I still probably prefer the animated one as I've gotten older. And then my favorite Christmas movie that I have to watch every single year is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. I have to. That's a great call. That is one of my favorite movies of all time, let mm-hmm. alone like holiday movies. Well, I bring all this up because our own Sneaky Joe, who just uh, just departed, is. He hates hates Christmas stories. To the stunning surprise of no one. I, I don't get it. I it to is, the it stunning is a surprise staple. of no it one. It is a staple for the holiday season. And I know he's not here to defend himself right now, but we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna hash this out over the next month because I just can't believe that. Do you think he you're gonna like get it. him to actually like it or no. like to like no, no, no. I'm just to gonna, appreciate it? I'm I'm just going to continually ask him why. Okay. Because I just don't get it. Well, what, what, like, what was his reasoning today? Or did he not give a reason at all? Well, I, I think he said he said it yesterday. I think it was just, it's on 20, he doesn't like the 24-hour thing on Christmas Day. That is ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm not you a huge guys. fan of that. I, why? It's, it's, a, it's the same with like, and look, I love The can, Godfather, but like The Godfather's on like all day on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's weird. That's a bit much. But that's random because The Godfather, what does it have to do with Thanksgiving? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a classic and everyone but, loves it. But Christmas Story is specifically about Christmas Day. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, like you can turn, you can tune in at any point throughout the day, and you pick up on a different part of the movie. I, I That's have a tradition where me and my family we watch it all the way through once. Like we sit down, 
after we eat breakfast and we watch it. And then we go about our Christmas Day stuff, you know, open presents, have mm-hmm. dinner with the family, all that good stuff. But it's always on and you just kind of like go in and out of the living room and you're like, oh, we're at the, you know, the Scud Farkas fight scene. Or we're at the, oh, he just got the Red Rider. He's about to shoot his eye out. Or the okay. or, or the, the dogs stealing the, tur- stealing the turkey towards the end of the movie. Yeah, that one, that, like, that's good. Like the, it's it's got so many iconic scenes and lines and and moments. I just I don't know. It does. It's, I mean, it, look, it, it it's an iconic movie. I appreciate it. I do like it. It's not that I hate it. It's not my favorite Christmas movie, and it's not one I have to watch every single year. Like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that's, I watch every single. That's year. on the must watch. I will watch The Grinch every single year. Mm-hmm. Ah. What about the Peanuts? Oh yeah, special. Yep. yep. I had to Home watch Home Alone. You know, funny enough, I like Home Alone, but it's not. It's not like I kind of constantly forget it exists. I did the same thing this morning. We like, were talking about it. I was like, top yeah. three, Peanuts, Grinch, Christmas Story. And then Joe's like, what about Home Alone? And I'm like, ah, Christmas Story is probably going to bump off a three. Yeah. And, and it's, go, it's not that I don't like the movie or anything like that. I, I The first two are great. You know. Yeah. Three, three's good. Three's underrated. Never seen three. Oh. Never seen three. It's, but like, I, I constantly forget it exists. Well, but see, with three, people don't like it because it's a different kid, but it's a different story. Yeah. It's original like it could be its own standalone movie mm-hmm. in my opinion i i like the first one the best the third one is my second it's a close second yep in terms of the home alone movies yeah anything after three throw it out yep i, w- I will it. say though growing up as a kid i don't know how much you watch like nickelodeon it, the mm-hmm. christmas specials yeah i lo- fairly odd parents christmas yes. special I, those were actually something i watched i wish every year. day were christmas yep yeah. Yeah. Oh. I watch those every single the year. The Jimmy Neutron one where yep. there's like an, a, the, a blizzard and it turns into like the Ice Age. Oh, yeah. I, that, I, that's recent, a great one. Recent, not last year. I think the year before I watched Fairly Odd Parents again, that Christmas mm-hmm. special. Loved it. I had there's, a blast. Uh, there's a, the, the SpongeBob one. Yep. That the one's SpongeBob pretty good. one is good. Oh, man. Yeah. No. I, cr- cr- holiday Christmas movies, TV specials, elite branding. Yeah, 100%. So, oh, they're all good. They're all good. You, you can, can watch them at any age and be like, I'm having a good time. You can never go wrong, except for maybe It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful How many times have you actually seen it, though? Only like twice. Yeah, I, I've seen it once or twice, and, and only because I think our parents' generation, like that was their Christmas mm-hmm. story where it's like, no, everyone watches this, you have to see right. it at least once. Yeah. And so I have. Great message, good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sit here and go like, I need to watch it. But I, I still know people even closer to our age that are like, no, no, I, I watch It's a Wonderful Life. It was my family's tradition, the whole thing. I just, I don't know. It was, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's kind of, it's kind of long, and it's a little sad. So it's like, eh. see, that's that's, this is our probably our difference here. Like that's what I like to watch. I like long movies. I kind of like depressing ends. Well, I like I like melancholic ends. Like I'm a big fan of that stuff. I like long movies when it's like fitting. But like Christmas, it's like I need something short, sweet, to the point that's going to make me happy because it's Christmas time. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Like like I don't need anything that's going to like try to teach me life lessons. But then again, Christmas is all about giving and things like that, and like being around loved ones and things. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could throw that in there. Yeah. But like. I, I just, I don't know. It kind of loses me at sometimes. I get that. I get but, that. But no, I just, I wanted to get your take on it because Joe's getting at me with the, the Christmas story thing. I, th- I think it's a classic, but I'm I'm not, I'm not, I probably won't watch it this year. To be perfectly honest, I probably won't watch it well, this that's year. that's going to change. You're going to text me like every day now to be like, watch it. You need to watch it. I'm going to make you watch it. I'm going to like somehow find a way to bring every it up Every hour, on the just TV. tell them, yeah. hey, Christmas story's on. Yeah, every hour on Christmas Day, you're going to get a text that's, from me. That's you're not going to get a it's Merry not, Christmas yeah. text. You're going to get a, hey, watch watch Christmas story. It's going to start at midnight, and it's going to end at midnight. It, it's 
You're going to find out at about 6 in the morning that, like, why are my messages coming in green? That's interesting. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I can no longer contact Zach. That's crazy. Why are my messages coming in green? All right. Anyway, so now that we got that out of the way, sorry about that. Welcome in. Extra Point Show on a football Friday. Let's talk some bills. A lot of stuff going on, even though it's the bye week. (laughs) How are you feeling? I, you know, I, you know, this is gonna this is gonna sound maybe bad or, or like I feel fine. It, it, it's it's a tough year. I've complained quite a bit about it. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's still their quarterback. Stephon Diggs is still a great wide receiver. I'm seeing a lot of young talent on this team really emerge and look really good for years to come. Khalil Shakir being somebody. Dalton Kincaid finally looks to be like that guy that every draft expert after he was placed on the Bills right. was like he's he's that guy. Now that they've moved Joe Brady in, into the OC and into the OC chair, and that Joe too, Brady. I think Joe Brady has looked incredible as the OC. Does he make some mistakes? Sure. I think we all still at this point look at Brian Dable's tenure with rose-colored glasses as well. So, well, and, and I always like even when they hired Ken Dorsey, mm-hmm. you go back to the first couple years of Dable. Mm-hmm. It probably looks. I, I wouldn't say it looks exactly the same to like what Ken Dorsey had in a year and a half, but. There's definitely going to be games in there with Dable that you find and you go, wow, what was he thinking? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like, what was the idea there? I remember, this is, um, I was maybe hired here for like three months, and I was on air with, with Derek Kramer, who you can often hear on, on Sports Talk Saturday here on the station. Tomorrow he'll go. Yeah, you're going to hear, hear him tomorrow. And for two hours, we took calls on Brian Dable, and it was back and forth between people saying he wasn't running enough, and then he was running too much, and he wasn't paying, and it was just, the first person anyone blames if an offense is even slightly sputtering is not usually the quarterback. It is the offense coordinator. Well, it's not the quarterback in a situation like this. I mean, Josh Allen looks consistent. We've kind of got to that point like, with Allen. It, 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 I guess it depends on how the quarterback looks at first. Because, like, you take Allen, for example, and I feel like it's very specific to him mm-hmm. because he played very, very well with Dable, and then – that's what you expect. You expect to see these 400-yard games where he's rushing for three touchdowns and throwing four more. Mm -hmm. That's seven touchdowns. That's unheard of. But But especially against bad teams. Yeah, my my point being is you're expecting a great, great success. Mm -hmm. And then you go to how the last year and a half was, and and it seemed stagnant, and the Bills' offense, like, seemed just very inconsistent. And that's that's when you go, okay, it's the offensive coordinator. But... You can only do that when you know your quarterback is successful, like we know what Josh Allen is. Yeah, we, we've seen the true pinnacles of right. Allen. And then Where with, with, it, it was from the Green Bay second half to when Dorsey was fired that it was just the offense never felt comfortable. It constantly felt like it was getting in its own way. There were bright spots, of course, the Miami game this year really being mm-hmm. kind of the pinnacle of that, of just like, hey, and even the they Jets can still game, do it. The Jets game a couple weeks ago. Well, they, remember like, that was that was oh that was right. Brady, see, that was Brady's okay. opening. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but no, but like let's look at like let's say Pittsburgh, right? They just got oh, rid of boy. Matt Canada, oh, but they also have Kenny Pickett, and it's like who's the problem there? Well, I, I was going to say half the thing with Pickett now, or with, with the Canada firing, was maybe now we're going to get an honest look at who Kenny Pickett is. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, and this is just my personal opinion, I didn't think Kenny Pickett was even worth a first round pick. No, I, th- I think a lot of that is coming down to the Rooney family wanting to make up for uh, passing on Dan Marino. Who was also a pit legend. Kenny Pickett came in. I don't think broke any of his records, but was like the, the next great yeah, Pittsburgh quarterback. I was gonna, I was gonna and say, they wanted and they wanted to rectify that decision. I was going to say the two of them are extremely different. Oh yeah, but they <laughs> both on... but they both went to Pitt and I think are from the area as well. Mm. Let me look that. I want to make sure with Kenny Pickett, but that's how I've always looked at it. They overvalued him to hell. Also Pittsburgh. Just real quick, a little rant. We always know who you're going to pick. 
Get better secret keepers. <laughs> Look at the Najee Harris year. Yeah. For like three months, everyone was like, Najee Harris is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Like, let's like put that one in black ink and move on. Put it on the board. Like for every mock draft, I remember for like the last like two weeks leading up to it, not a single mock draft looked any different for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett or uh, uh, Najee Harris is going to the Steelers, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing with Kenny Pickett. Everyone knew Kenny Pickett was going to the Steelers. It's so frustrating. Like, I want to, like, know what's going to happen here, guys. Like, don't figure this out. Also, Kenny Pickett, not born and raised in Pittsburgh, however, did go to school there for, like, Where's five years. Where's he from? New Jersey. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, it's, no, it's not close to Pittsburgh. It's close to Pennsylvania. It's close to Pennsylvania, but on the other side. Yeah. It's close I, to I, Philadelphia. It's, it's so funny because, like, you get Pennsylvania. It's got Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. It's, like... There's so many P's in one state. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, all right, but yeah, no, back to the Bills. So, like, I, I just wanted to go with Matt Canada there and Kenny Pickett because, like, you can look at other teams around the league and you can say, okay, that is definitely the offensive coordinator or that is definitely the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now, like I said, with this, you knew it was the offensive coordinator because now look at what Joe Brady's done in just two games with Allen in this offense. Yeah, the offense they look is, is averaging over 30 points a game, over yeah. 400 yards per game, Allen – looks like the old Allen. I mean, against Philadelphia, he had four touchdowns, and even though his completion percentage was down, he was dynamite throughout most of that game. Had a ton of drops, though, as well on him. But mm-hmm. I, I guess my thing is, like, so that's where, like, I'm fine. Like, the Bills may be having a bad season, but ultimately I'm not worried about the health of Josh Allen, where if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you're kind of worried about the long-term health with, with Joe Burrow. He's He's gotten right. Injuries, like like well, he's missing games. They're all every un- year now at this point. They're all unrelated. Yeah, they're all unrelated. Like he's just, just picking up new injuries. Just and then was it was, was it his wrist this time or was it his thumb? It's his wrist. Something? Okay, it's his wrist. So I mean, like I said, that's not related. Like you can't put a correlation between oh his calf got hurt because of his wrist mm-hmm. or his wrist got hurt because of the calf or or the calf injury is going to hurt his throwing or the wrist injury is going to hurt his running. Yep. But then again. Both of those things, like the calf would hurt his running game and the wrist would hurt his throwing yeah. game. So you're, you're kind of worried. Those two specific injuries, while they're not correlated to each other, they're very specific to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's it it could affect him greatly. I think, I think as well, though, it's just uh, um, there was a call on uh, Shoping the Bulldog the other day as well. It, it's kind of been sitting with me. I, I didn't bring it up yesterday because I, I was still kind of sitting with it, but now I, I kind of want to today. Of just like the idea of wasting a season or wasting someone's prime, and it's essentially the guy's point was like only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. We all know that that's not a new new phenomenon, but it's more the idea of so did thirty one teams waste their time, right? Or you know did yeah. like uh, all these great quarterbacks because because we bring up wasting Allen's prime. How do mm. Baltimore Ravens fans feel about Lamar Jackson still not being in a Super Bowl? He's already got an MVP. He he has been the one seed before. How do Chargers fans feel about Herbert only, and he will only have one playoff appearance after this year, and it was a terrible collapse against Jacksonville? Or even the Jaguars with that first season with Urban Meyer, do they feel like they've already wasted a year of who is considered a generational talent that's, quarterback? That's, to me, that's different. With Jacksonville specifically, it's a year. Oh, yeah. No, and it's, it's, and it's, it's just it was a his year. rookie year. But even but it, even Burrow, though, with Cincinnati, like, do they feel like yeah. we're losing years here? Like, he's the, the deal's going to come on big. They It's kind of assumed now at this point they won't keep T. Higgins. Like, it's going to be Jamar Chase and Burrow, and they're going to kind of figure it out as they go. You know, they've already let two of their safeties go. And, and even before that, they were already having a tough year. Mm-hmm. Yes, they beat the Bills because I think the Bills just 
And it, that is that the Bengals are the Bills' boogeyman, not the Chiefs. The Bengals are. Yeah, because the Bill, the Bills have beat the Chiefs just not in the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't been able to do it in the playoffs. Like the regular they, regular season, it's the Bengals. Yeah. Playoffs, it's the Chiefs. But so or like, playoffs, it could also be the Bengals. Yeah, I, guess. Yeah, it's, I think it's just overall the Bengals now. But there is this feeling of, of of me of just like it's not like Allen is thirty eight years old and we're sitting here after twenty years going, he never got there. Yeah, you know, I I I, I still try to think of like guys like Peyton Manning who he's still considered, I think, by most people to be the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. He only played in three Super Bowls. He mm-hmm. lost – He or uh, I'm sorry, he played in – he played in four? He played in four because he lost to Seattle as well. Yeah. And then one was at the, you know, the tail end of his career. Just, you know, he – swan song. The defense carried you. Yeah, But it, sure. t- it took forever, and he didn't win a playoff game until, like, year five. Mm-hmm. And he was also a high seed. He went 13-3 and in his second year, and they immediately lost, I think, the Jets in the playoffs. You know, Lamar Jackson took a few years to win his first ever playoff game. Like, a few years. And even then, last year, he didn't get to play in the playoffs. He'll probably play in it this year if he doesn't get hurt. But, so, like, there's a part of me that's like, they've gotten the most important piece down. The quarterback is easily the most important piece. Now what I'd like them to see and what I'd like them to do this year with, with the 10 draft picks, because you are going to be strapped for cash. You are going to have to have young talent emerging before they are ultimately paid as well. I, I want to see, you know, them try to make a move to go get a big-time wide receiver that could eventually maybe take Stephon Diggs' place or just be a, at least for a few years, a equal compatriot to him, kind of like you're seeing like a Jordan Addison is to a Justin Jefferson or a DK Metcalf was to a Tyler Lockett before it kind of switched and DK was the number one. But that's almost what you want to happen. You almost you, you want You want to draft a guy and then eventually it's like Lockett and DK where they just flip-flop and we, Lockett we, is still your, like, yeah. Hey, he's been here forever. He's a dependable guy. He can he can he can get the big catch sometimes when you need him to. But we got this great young guy mm-hmm. that's a physical freak in DK Metcalf. Where you know, but and he's and a game breaker. Who is Look that? What for? he did last night? Right, took exactly. a slant for seventy five yards. He also caught all three touchdowns. Yeah. So, but it's it's like, who is that for the Bills? Right now, you don't know. It it kind of depends. Right now, that um, guy is just flat out digs. He is both your right. future number no, no, one. No, no, he's I, your number yeah, one. He's. But I mean, like if if. Let's say you were to draft somebody this year, mm-hmm. right? Like Malik Neighbors. Okay, Keon Coleman, but it's any a, of them. He's a little too high right now for the Bills. But anyway, um, if you draft a guy this year, is he that guy? I don't know because I don't think Diggs is that close yet. I don't think Diggs is that close yet. I think though you're seeing in the NFL rookie receivers come in. And mm-hmm. make splash plays immediately. Right, they are coming in far more prepared for the NFL than in years past. You're seeing guys. Jordan Addison has been able to take up Justin Jefferson being gone fairly well, and he has quarterbacks like Josh Dobbs, maybe even Nick Mullins now throwing the ball and is still playing well. And he's doing that without maybe the best receiver in football next to him. And so that's my thing is where I'm at now, and, and how strapped for cash they are. I want them to start leaning on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want them to start leaning on, hey, our best player is, in fact, the quarterback, and we should put everything around him to be successful. I think they, I think they did a really good start this last year with the draft. They get a right tackle in Osiris Torrance in the second round. They draft an elite pass-catching tight end in the first round. Who You said it yesterday, and I think it's absolutely true. The fear of him not being able to block, out the window. Yep. He has been a very good blocker right out of the window, one, right out of the gate. There was one very specific play I remember from the Eagles game where, I mean, Kincaid cleared – two or three guys for James mm-hmm. Cook, and Cook got seven yards more than he probably would have. Yep. Also, 
Quick numbers on Lockett and Metcalf. Metcalf's rookie year was 2019. He's 22 years old. Uh, at that time, Lockett was 27. Yes, I mean you were in the perfect so, you were in the perfect realm where they. I mean, when they and, took and, Metcalf, they just took literally the best player available. Yeah, and Diggs is what 30, 31. He's 30 now. 30. So technically, I take my point back. You're behind schedule if that's what you want to try to do. That's why a lot of people have been on the wide receiver train for like two years. Yeah, if you want to draft someone that's going to play alongside Diggs for a few years and then replace Diggs and have Diggs just kind of like be there as well, you got to do it now, or else it's going to get to the point where you know Diggs is going to start slowing down. It's it's well it's it, things to think about, but like but that, that's going to happen. Yeah, you you don't want to do it a year behind schedule. Right. Where Diggs right is already team. starting to show signs of decline right. and you're like, oh crap, we have to we have to react now. You want to be proactive and just being like, hey, when Diggs starts to slow down, it's not panic time and it's just this nice, easy transition. And especially when you have a quarterback of Allen's caliber, you mm-hmm. kind of think that if he's good enough, he's gonna start getting the ball and he's gonna be immediately helpful. And that's my thing is just I, look, I like Gabe Davis. I do. I think when he is on, he is fantastic. He is a size problem. He's 6'2", 210, 215. But he's a gadget-ish guy. Yeah. He's very he's very he's, he's very not, specific. Yeah, he's not gadget cuz that's like that was like what Isaiah McKenzie would do yeah. with like the the weird like But he's very trick specific. Plays. Yeah. The one truly and I and I've always said this about him since his rookie year that Colts playoff game. I think he shined right at the end of the first half. The the one true elite thing that Gabe Davis does and he has done since his rookie year that man knows where the sideline is. Mm-hmm. He always knows where he's at. He makes these ridiculous sideline catches, and it has been great for the Bills. And to be perfectly honest, in a in a in a perfect world, Gabe Davis is your number three wide receiver, and you have an elite wide receiver room because you add in a young, you know, second guy, or you have a bit younger John Brown or a bit younger Emmanuel right. Sanders, and you just keep moving. They don't have that right now, and I don't want to overpay for a guy like a Michael Pittman. Or somebody like that, who I just I don't think will ever be that number one. I like Michael Pittman. I just don't know if he necessarily adds what I want for the Bills to add. I bring up um, Malik Neighbors a lot for LSU because I think he's going to be the Bolitnikoff winner this year for the best college wide receiver. I also wouldn't be against them, and this will maybe show my bias, but there's a reason for it. Xavier Worthy out of Texas is a speed demon. The Bills mm-hmm. don't use speed very much. No, I think that's why James Cook has been so impressive when they do get him going in the passing game because he has that pop ability that they just haven't had for years. It's been something they've constantly missed. Xavier Worthy looks like Deshaun Jackson regent, who, by the way, is officially retiring today as the Eagles. Yeah. He will be an honorary captain on Sunday. That's cool. And Xavier Worthy is that guy. Are there some drop issues? Yes. And, and it, it, this year has been a little bit of a durability issue as well. But he is a dangerous playmaker, something I don't think the Bills really have had. Him being who he is will force the Bills to get him the ball early. And I think that's what they've been missing. They've been going discount shopping a lot for, for the offense. They really have, especially at wide receiver. Well, and that's partially on you know building up the defense. And, and rightfully so. The defense was at this point where it's like, you know, we're going into win-now mode at least year by year. And... You made those big splash plays. You signed Von Miller. You signed, you know, you, you traded for Rasul Douglas. You signed Leonard Leonard Floyd. And, like, those were all, like, smart plays. I they, they, guess. All, they all made sense at the time to a certain extent. Like, like when Von Miller was signed to the Buffalo Bills, the idea was he is a finisher. He is here to get, like, mm-hmm. 12 sacks to finish out games to get guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow on the ground. 
yeah. on those on those crucial second downs, third downs to force punts where typically they would go for it kind of deal. That's what he was brought in for. Rasul Douglas, <laughs> bro, we are down so many secondary players. <laughs> we need you. Makes complete sense to me. Leonard Floyd. Von Miller's going to be on, on, on the pup list to start the year. We need somebody who can come in and we know is an NFL sack guy who, who takes pressures and actually converts them into sacks. My problem is with the team building, and I guess this is, this is a lot on, on Brandon Bean as well, it could be on Sean McDermott, is that they've overlooked the offense too much. They've had a Ferrari at quarterback and have decided he can make magic out of, out of anything. Because to be fair, much of his early career, he was. John Brown was considered just a solid wide receiver. He comes to Buffalo in 2019, that first year. There were arguments that he was a number one. Cole Beasley comes in and is just considered a solid slot receiver with some pretty good upside. He comes in. He's an all-pro slot wide receiver. Stephon Diggs, even, you can make that argument, was considered a DJ Moore-esque wide receiver where it's like, okay, there's clearly talent here. He's had pop moments. I mean, he had a three-touchdown game against the Eagles when he was on the Vikings. But there was not that consistency. He gets here and immediately is a 100-plus catch guy, 1,300-plus receiving yards, double-digit touchdowns. 1,500 receiving yards his first season. Yeah, I mean, he came in and immediately was like, oh, wow. So I can understand that the Bills had this thought process that when they brought in Trent Shurfield this year or they bring in Deontay Hardy, that Allen might make them magic. He might make them something. I think as well, though, the idea of bringing in a rookie play caller and always expecting Allen to make the most out of these receivers is not a good idea. Even you look at the at the New England Patriots, who for years did this at wide receiver, where they went discount shopping all the time. Forget that, like, yes, but guys like Wes Walker did become the best slot receiver in football. They did go get a guy like a Randy Moss. Deion Branch maybe was the most underrated wide receiver of the early 2000s. Julian Edelman, one of the best slot receivers in football. You still have to have talent at those positions. Yeah. And I want to see them go really show that, look, we know there's a lot of cash on the defensive side of the ball, so we're going to go get young on offense and put all of our eggs into the quarterback basket. What, what's hard with that right now, though, is is like you have to look at the safety position, you have to look at the secondary and realize this is actually... They're going to need help. This would actually be the time to spend money on the defense. They're going to need help. But... but you kind of, but again, you have but to. With, but with ten draft picks, right? I need a safety in the third round. Yeah, I don't necessarily need. I don't, probably value wise shouldn't draft a safety in the first round. No, no, not at all. Especially at the position you're going to be drafting. Like it, it's, it's there will be one, maybe two guys in the first round that you can go for, and one of them is going to go in the top ten. And it's like okay, be- because well, of just positional value. Yeah, and it's like well, we're not going to get that high, so obviously not draft him. And then the other one is going to be low first, maybe second. And it's like well, yep. we don't want that guy either because. That's not close to us at all. Yeah. So unless they trade back, which would be kind of, I think, stupid. I don't. You already got 10 picks. You don't need to do that. Yeah, you don't need to trade back. So you need talent. Draft a wide receiver. End end of story. That's where I'm at. All right, we got to take our first time out here at 11 o'clock. We are going to kind of switch a little bit to hockey as well. The Sabres had a tough loss yesterday, which is very frustrating. We'll talk a little bit about that when Luke Fox of Sportsnet joins the show. But we're also taking your calls, 803-0550. Where do you want to see the Bills start to allocate resources? I think I know the answer, but I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Again, 803-0550. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for the Extra Point Show here today. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.